street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. to our study group. Uh, this is going to be just a review of like one of our videos. And basically, we really try to do our best to give constructive feedback to each other. Because I think like the three of us understand that this is like one of the best ways that we can actually get better at this kind of hobby. That is a good way of communicating with other people. But if we do it in a bubble, we would only get so far. Um, one mm. of the coolest things I've learned is that when I was going through school and all that stuff is I, you know, I, I can, I can say that I'm smart and I can like learn and read a book and learn how to do something, but I'd only get, you know, so far, there's a limit that I will not be able to surpass with just working by myself. But if I reach my hand outside of myself, like outside of my bowl and like connect with another person, I instantly double my capacity to be able to do good work. And if we both reach our hand and connect with other people, we've multiplied by four and then by 12 and then 16. We can we can do this immediately just by asking for help and getting feedback from someone. So there's totally fine to say whatever you want. We all have like a really good vibe here. We all know we're chill. Um, mm -hmm. The thing is, uh, let's just be able to speak freely and go over some like videos and like give some really cool feedback so that we can each mm -hmm. get better. The funniest um, thing. I actually ace a guy on the belief that you learn more if you do it in a group. That was so random. So yeah. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. All right. So um, normally when I when we start like uh, long in-depth talks or like discussions or hangouts, I like to start off with a bit. Are you guys mm -hmm. familiar with bits? I am since meeting you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> bits are like little games that we can start at the beginning. And then at the end, we can see who won the game by yes. the end of the talk. All right. So okay. before I, before we do, I think the last bit that we did with, uh, I think Linda and I, we had like try to insert a cultural reference into the conversation without the other person knowing about it. And I think she had to do an American one and I had to do like a Finnish or a Swedish one. And uh, I chickened out. I she just... chickened out. So I'm saying like, you got to. <laughs> You gotta be aggressive with it. You gotta throw it in there. And the whole so he, so I think the cool I think the thing that we can do this time is um throw in junk food if you have like a reference to like junk food. That's the that's the game for today. So the challenge is throw in as many references to junk food as you can, like Snickers. As many as, many as you can without the other person noticing it. Once you okay. get noticed, you get called out on it. That doesn't count anymore. But you can still mm -hmm. keep going after that. All right. And so okay. is the winner the person who can say. Like, so if I if I get noticed once, does that mean I'm out of the game, or is no, it like no, no. the person who gets those um, references in without anybody 
noticing yes. them. So we're so going for quantity. We're going for quantity. And I would say maybe like the first person of three wins. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get called out, that doesn't count anymore. And now yeah. we're all more paranoid about what you're saying next. All right. Oh, cool. Great. I love this. So junk food. Junk food is a thing. You can throw out like, and it could be like cultural junk food too, or it could just mm -hmm. be whatever you want. But junk food is a thing. All right. Mm -hmm. Dangerous. I can just make up something and say it's junk food in South Africa. I I don't know. We can go back. It's on the record. We can, we can <laughs> lock it. Are you guys I, good? Can we lock it in? We can lock it. Yeah. In. All right. I'm all right. Ben, 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 lock it. Lock it. We're locking. Ooh. All right. We're in. All right. It's now official. Yeah, and I would like to do a little um, cultural disclaimer for myself. I What's have worked, <laughs> like, um, I guess, give it, ex oh, you'll, you'll see once I do it. <laughs> um, so I worked for 10 years plus as a theatre director, and my main job was giving feedback to people. Um, okay. And um, giving feedback to actors, and, and actors are, are quite sensitive, of course, and really sensitive about their art. So there was an art to giving really um, um, constructive feedback, where you kind of support what's going right, and you point out what we need to work on and change. Um, mm. I've noticed, though, when I write down um, my critique, I can go, like, I focus on the things that we need to, like, work on, what I think we need to work on. So my little disclaimer is that um, I just now wrote my feedback to Tyrone, and just before I um, pressed go, I was like, oh, that's kind of like, doom, 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 just the things, you know, the, like, critique part, and not so much of the constructive part, uh, but I will be working on that. I just wanted to say that, because I, I immediately felt kind of like I should have spent more time on the pluses. No, I actually think it's good in a public forum to show mm -hmm. that other people who are using SE are critiquing other people who use SE, mm -hmm. because if an apologist was looking at this and was saying, look at this one group of people who have like this tactic, like a dirty Jedi mind trick of trying to convince people that there's no God. And they're they're out here as like a uniform effort. If they see us like arguing with each other, not arguing with each other, but like critically assessing each other and saying, here's some things where you're messing out. Here's some mm -hmm. things that you can improve. And then the response is like positive and feedback that shows a dialogue that's going on that's not going on inside like the religious sector, in my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people are reading the Bible and being like, you know what, maybe Jesus had 14 brothers. Or like, maybe he had a really awesome girlfriend. No, you're wrong. He didn't have an awesome girlfriend. It's like the script has already been written. Whereas right. with SC, we're allowed to like critique each other and get better from it. And it's good to show that that dialogue is taking place even now for mm -hmm. anyone who's on the fence to see it from apologists looking at us and saying like, oh, maybe they're still trying to figure it out too. If they have a way to improve what we're doing, I'd like to hear it. And if we can all get involved in this, then it mm -hmm. no longer just becomes a thing that atheists do. It could be a thing that anyone can do. And that's mm -hmm. the real goal. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. still, in all honesty, I do think that SE, when done um, well, it, it does bring in um, uncertainty. And I think as, as soon as you're not sure, you're kind of like naturally atheist. <laughs> right. Kind of weird, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I have to say, for, for me, as soon as I started getting into SE, I became, I realized that I suddenly became a skeptic about everything that Whoa. I believed. Yeah, wow, that's... that's I, I think it, I've always been kind of there, but I never really met. I thought I was there, but I wasn't there as much as I, I think I was, if that makes sense. 
and mm -hmm. it kind of really made me challenge my own beliefs and really look deep to see am I justified in the positions I held. So, and on, on also what you said, Linda, about are there any athe oh, theists who actually are into SEO? I think that would be awesome. Yeah, it would <laughs> be wonderful. Absolutely. We... I actually, I tried to, one of the guys uh, I work with is very into uh, prolicitizing. And I told them about this technique specifically because I think it could be useful to him. Uh, not necessarily that I want him to go out and convert people to his religion, but I mean, it's, it's a much better way of approaching things than just going and telling somebody, but, but you're wrong, you're wrong, this is right. the right way, here we go. I wish I could take a theist and an atheist and say to both of them, this is not show, you know, hobby, this is not show hobby, this is everyone's hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. I'm calling that one. <laughs> what? What? Who? What? That show. This, this one. That's one. That's one. Count if it's that like counts. a word. Yeah, game. that's how you use it. This is how you play the game, Not baby. Let's sure. go. Let's go. Sneaky, I'm sneaky. Up. I'm on the board. Next. All right. So, um. How about, do we have any questions from like the last time? Like, Linda, did you have any questions from, oh wait, can I say something? Ben, yeah. I'm so glad that you're on this. I think your videos are like some of the most spectacular like things of SE I've ever seen. One, your culture is amazing. The people that you talk to, I, I wouldn't even know, I would get lost at the name department. I'd be like, hi, my name is Ty. Hello, my name, uh, oh no, <laughs> I can't have this conversation, I don't know. I can't even be polite, but you're smooth as hell. And you know, it doesn't matter who's coming to you. You're like constantly, you're, you're, you have mastered the ability to make people feel really comfortable talking to you. And I say, that is like the hardest thing to do. Cause like, I got this like weird, like, like social anxiety kind of kick where I'm always okay. like thinking about that in the back of my head, but it seems like you have that really, really down. I'd like to get feedback from you on like, if, if you have ever thought about like how you're doing that, because it seems like you're really good at it. It seems like you're really good. Like anyone who's coming to you seems to really enjoy the conversation that they have with you. And that's such a thing that I admire. Um, and I'd say your your approach is just really good. The questions you ask are really nice. And I'm really glad to be able to talk to you, man. I think you're great at what you do. I just want to say that. But my that's observation fun. is that you, Tyrone, do the same thing. From my perspective, people yeah, really enjoy talking. <laughs> There's palpitations going on. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've never seen that, really. Yeah. Oh, man. The, uh, the post-interview rundown that I always give, like after I have a good conversation with someone and they walk away, I always look in the camera and I give an impression of how I felt during that interview. And it's always the most negative crap ever. It's just like, well... There's another one I screwed up. Oh man, I'm gonna have to see that one. I don't know if there's anything I can salvage out of that. Oh man, she was probably noticing I was scratching my nose too often. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm crazy. Oh, uh, well, whatever. Next person comes in I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm Ty, it's nice to meet you. So, I have a question for Ben. Yeah, go for it. Do you always feel, oh, I mean, sorry, Ben. Yes, Ben, do you, hmm. do you always feel as relaxed as you look? Yeah, no way. No, I literally, as soon as, as I get out there, it's just freaking shivers and shakes and what am I doing? What am I doing? Let me get back into the car and go home. This is terrible. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's terrible really. And, uh, but it's the first interview is usually almost always a write-off because it just kind of takes that to, to get, take the edge off. But as soon as that starts going, you, 
the energy just kind of starts flowing and, and I really get into it. It's just so fun. Um, I think the, the biggest challenge I have at the moment, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm going for soft targets because I'm going for, for students. People are really more open to this and are more approachable for me, uh, especially in my culture. We're kind of obsessed with uh, respect for your elders. Mm. And I found that, that, that when I speak to people who are older than I am, it's a completely different ball game. I'm so afraid just to kind of oh. pull at any thread. It's 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 terrifying. So that's kind of what I want to try and work on. Um, oh. Don't know where I'm going to go yet. Do you have any ideas? I think that's fascinating. I'm constantly thinking of where I where I will go to get out of the kitchen because I have the big problem I have is just. Um, it seems to me, especially in our country, people just don't go out uh, alone or, or even in pairs that much mm. to, to parks and things like that. Mm. Most of the parks around in my area are gated. You know, you have to pay entrance to get in. What? People who go what? there are usually... Yeah. Oh, I had no idea that was a thing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, yeah. it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know if it, it's, it's a crime thing or it's like a... They're trying to, to get funds to to um, maintain the parks or something like that, but it's really just difficult, and that's literally why why I'm kind of on the street at the moment because it's it's the only place where I've really found people that I can talk to. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really trying to to find different places and and to try get different people in. Mm. That's super interesting, just in that itself. Is. That we can't all see at this. And I think it was funny the first time I spoke to uh, Anthony um, or we were chatting on Twitter and I, he looked at one of my periscopes where I was walking on this trail close to my house. And he was like, that looks like a perfect place for SE. And um, I was like in Finland, I mean, nobody really walks there. <laughs> I'll get like really? one person in 15 minutes and they probably wouldn't want to talk to me. Like they're, they've got their thing going on. Like they, they went there for a purpose. That's mm. we're really pragmatic. I'm going there to walk and I shall walk. Mm. And mm, well, I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, so it's it. different. I, I don't think, yeah, I have to try mm. it so that I actually know that is this just my fears talking, my biases talking, or is it for reals? And when um, I first, uh, in America, we have these guys who knock on your door to talk to you about religion. Do you guys have that? Yeah, we do. Are Jehovah's that. Witnesses specifically or just uh, random churches? Random churches. We also get Jehovah's okay. Witnesses as well, but my mom's a Jehovah's Witness. So, like, I know her I know her path. <laughs> I know how to deal with those guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll get random churches as well, Baptists as well. Um, and my first SC was I'm in my room. I'm looking at SC videos. And I'm like, man, this sounds really cool, but I don't think I have the gumption to try it myself, right? So uh, finally someone knocked on the door. I'm like, who's that? And I look through the people and it's like some Christian dude. I'm like, I'm going to try this out because my house is clean and that's rare. So <laughs> I invite him in and I'm like, let's talk. And I record the whole thing. And when I was done, I felt like I was nervous at first, but it's really not that bad once you start the machinery. Like once, or how to, once you start the engine, everything else warms up and you feel a lot more comfortable in the moment than you do mm. before you start the actual approach. And if it comes yeah. to you, that's amazing. And I didn't know that I could be passive and have people come to me. And I thought that was a lot better of a way, like read nice wonders way of like doing it where people just come to him. Mm -hmm. I, that's way, way better for me just to keep me calm. And so I've noted that um, if you go outside with the intention of, I'm just going to read a book 
in front of a sign that says, hey, do you want to talk with me? Mm-hmm. And and if that's the worst thing that happens that day because you read a book and, and no one wants to talk, totally fine because you read your book, you did your goal. But mm. I, but just going out and confidently reading in front of the sign is enough to draw enough people's curious to you, particularly extroverts, to come to you and be like, what are you doing? What's going on here? And then you can do your pitch and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to talk to people. You want to have mm-hmm. a five-minute conversation? Yeah, sure. And literally the first day I did that, I didn't think I'd get anyone. In my head, I was like, I'm just going to go out and read and that's it. I had my book in front of me and I literally didn't go from the first page to the second page just because there was just so many people who were curious about what I was doing. Some days I have slow days where it takes like maybe about a half hour before anyone comes. But I've always had, uh, I've never had an instance where I went out and didn't have anyone who wanted to talk with me. And I think as long as you like, you know, don't go out there with like facial scars and an eye patch and like a hand, <laughs> you're going to be fine. Uh, I think even the eye patch worked for Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even an eye patch worked for Anthony. So I say, like, hey, people will be curious about them to that. That's true. I think um, the passive approach approach could be really, really useful if you ever wanted to just try that out. If if it's not culturally Mm -hmm. appropriate for you to just dog down people, sit down in front of a sign and just try, hey, if you want to talk with me, talk with me. It might help. I think the table and sign thing is also in alignment with how I kind of like feel about that. Like I would like people to want to come to me and not like, Hey, I've got this thing I want to talk to you guys about. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. you would be so good at, at engaging those conversations, Linda. I think you would really do to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be able to say no to you. To I, I also think that as well. Yeah. I think you'd be fine e- either way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like that's not your hard point. <laughs> <laughs> So then I just have to go out. I must admit, I have one um, hang up. Uh, other one is that I kind of like just want to do this in English. Mm-hmm. And I find it difficult when I even think about doing it in Finnish or Swedish that I don't really know the appropriate words. Like I don't know how to translate this into Finnish and Swedish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I want to do the work uh, required for me to translate this to Finnish or Swedish because I'm so kind of like insisting on learning this in English and doing it in English. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a very interesting problem in terms of that. Yeah. In Afrikaans, um, mm-hmm. the word for faith and the word for belief is the same word. Yeah. So I had this long conversation with a guy Saturday and afterwards I was thinking about this and I realized he was constantly saying he uses faith to, to hold this belief, but I wasn't picking up on it. Because I'm so used to the word for for belief being used in a completely different context, yeah. and now in Afrikaans, it's it's just the same word. So it's a, a, a whole different challenge. It's actually the same in Finnish. It's the same word. Yeah. Or it's really? kind of like there's a different, slight different thing, but it's almost the same. It's uskomus is the the belief, and usko is um, faith. The thing yeah. That you, it's like. And I, is, is it in Finnish also a case where um, people st- use them almost interchangeably? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not really like, like you get in English where people kind of have the separation no. between the two. Yeah. yeah. And I've had actually um, had to kind of like watch more videos to understand what people are saying, meaning when they say faith. Yeah. And also understanding that that kind of like can be interchangeable with trust and with belief as well. Like, or it's a, like faith is fuzzy, even yeah. to to the 
English speaking population. Absolutely. Have you ever so, had a weird translational issue where you say something and it makes the other person laugh or snicker? Oh, yeah. Snickers! I got you! <laughs> I got you! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for for blowing your eardrums there. <laughs> I get super it. That's what I'm saying. I get super competitive like that, but if I have to do it myself, <laughs> like, the minute I'm going to go for a pizza, it's going to be written on my forehead that I'm trying to get that food there. Okay, good job. Maybe we should make it that if you call the person out, you take the point. How about that? Okay. Oh, that sounds cool. good. Okay, okay. So, super curious. So this game basically board. changed into catch time. Stickers. You can get in there too. I know that. I know that strategy too. Did you I get a point? Look at me. You got a point. Did I get a point also for the pizza? Because nobody called me. When did you say pizza? If I would Jeez. go for the pizza, it would be written on my forehead. Oh, that's <laughs> an example of the the. Should we call the that? Because no, none of you said so it. Meta. That was a very meta reference. Because I was thinking at the minute I said pizza. I know, but that's like that was in the process of you getting the point for the Snickers. Like, okay, okay, so give it some time. <laughs> we'll say at least like after the point it needs to be at like some minute. At least it needs to be a minute, or else then we'd we'll just be like hamburger, pizza, Toblerone. I, I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay, okay. So I got one point for the Snickers. So you got one point for the stickers. You're on the board. You're on the board. Then also here's the link for the YouTube uh, video that we can cover for like five minutes or so. It's a short video. It's one that I posted yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. The issue that I had with it is um, uh, I was talking with this really, really awesome lady. She was a teacher. Her name was Carol. And she uh, came to me with the belief that education is important for kids. And normally I get like very, very vague statements. And what I do with those is I accept them because I'm willing to talk with whatever my IP is really, or my interview partner is willing to talk to me about. But we'll, I will use that as a, what's still the foundation of that belief? Oftentimes mm. that foundation will still be a God claim or a belief claim that we can investigate further. And it turns out in this case, it wasn't so much the God claim, but it was a skepticism claim. And I thought, like her belief was underneath her education that it's important to question everything. And it's also important to be, you know, investigating different topics and talking to different people and never accepting whatever you were brought up with as like the ultimate truth. And I'm like, man, you're awesome. I wish I could have a teacher like you, or I did, but like, I wish more, more teachers like you. And we were having like this really cool back and forth. Somehow the conversation devolved into Jetsons cartoons and like uh, just random awesome, awesome shows that we had when we were growing up, even though we were in completely different age groups. And then um, when I was still in that jovial mode, I was telling her about what I was doing as my hobby, like through SC, a little bit more in detail, like how I like to take people who are like absolute positions, 100%, 0%, and just try to like open up their mind a little bit, not change their mind completely, but like just say, if you're at 100%, can we get you down to 99%? Because that tends to be the more reliable or reasonable place to be because now you're not dogmatically closed. You're still looking for evidence, et cetera. And she told me, oh, that's interesting. Well, I think Trump is the worst president 100%. And I was like, <laughs> what, really? She's like, yeah, convince me that Trump is not the worst president 100%. And I'm like, convince you that Trump isn't the president? So like in my mind, I'm still in the laughy jokey mode that we were in 
just before she gave me that challenge. So when she gave me that, you know, position to challenge through SE, I ended up not using SE. And I started just like having like a funny glib argument with her about like, well, you know, Trump's not a slave master. Like he didn't own slaves. We have presidents who did, you know, there you go. Case closed. He's not the worst president ever. And then her response was, well, and you always get those responses like, uh-oh, are we going <laughs> to have these kind of conversations? It was like, well, you know, that was what they did back then. Therefore, it's not bad. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no. So, like, and I know she wouldn't have responded that way if I had given her an SE approach to examining yeah, the methodology. It's so weird. As, as soon as you started going into facts, it's almost like you thought you were you're getting jerky about it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it also, I was really, a point. Oh, what'd you just say? Jerky. <gasps> Is that a candy? Oh, no, that has to be jokey. I'm, I'm writing it down. Wait, is, is jokey a, 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 a candy bar? Jokey, jerky, jerky. Damn it. Ah, jerky. Jerky. Beef jerky. I'll count it. I'll count it. I'm yeah, putting. Uh, Sorry, I'll put the accent. Man. He, he snuck it through the accent, but we're still going to count. Turkey <laughs> Ben. Oh, we're getting there. I'm such a Where chicken. Word, I feel it. like this could be. I'm calling you on chicken. Get out of here. What? I'm calling you on chicken nuggets. Get out of here. No, I didn't say even chicken nuggets. I wasn't even trying. <laughs> it was within the 30 second thing from the thing. No, but I'm such a wuss. That's Ooh. not junk food. That. Oh, okay. Even though I'm finding that this could be really easy for me to sneak in the mm. junk food, yeah. but there's something in me that goes like, I can't try and deceive these people, mm. <laughs> even uh -huh. though it's a game, you know? Hey, it's all about listening to the person, and I think this is a good game for us. But I was saying, yes. like, the, I shall the get over it. I was, well, I found the core of my issue, the problem that I was having with Carol, the person I was talking to, was that I was attacking her conclusion. And I find like there's these three groups of things. There's the person, the methodology, and the conclusion. And a person tends to invest a lot into their conclusion. So if you attack yeah. or if you direct your questions towards them personally or at their conclusion, it's as if you attack them personally and they're gonna react to it the exact same way. If you throw out a fact that counters their conclusion, they're gonna negate the fact and maybe point to some outlier. If you attack them personally, they'll negate whatever you say and still you know, followed up with the exact same thing that you're accusing them of. But if you hit the methodology, the thing that's in the center, the thing that connects the yeah. person with their conclusion, you that's what SE is optimized for. And by addressing the methodology, there's very little ego there and you're able to get the person to really consider. I would say that the main difference in the talk that I had between the first two minutes where I was attacking the conclusion and then that last two minutes where I realized my mistake and immediately went for the methodology are night and day with regards to the kind of conversation we had. Because I went from, in the first two minutes, constantly fighting to get my point across to letting her do all the work for me and just listening to her counteract herself. And then yeah. at the end of the conversation, she's like, you know what, you're right. Uh, maybe he's not that bad. I'm, I guess I'm not absolute, thank you. And we shook hands and <laughs> left and it was effortless. And I'd say SE is really, really great for being able to do that. But I think I did make a lot of mistakes walking to the conversation. Maybe I can, we can talk about that for a bit. Uh, do, do you guys want to go through the video or? Uh... 
Can we pull it up? Yeah, it's in the comment description. It's five minutes. You want to watch it? Sure. Okay. okay. And I guess we can pause it if we've got any any comments about it. How do I can, need to? How do we play it here? Can you? Can one person share their screen and play it? Is oh, that possible? I can do that. Like that. Like this, maybe. Wait a sec. Because I've got it here on my iPad. Ah, <laughs> that's awesome. Or is this silly? Is I, can share, I can share the screen. I can share my screen. Uh, give me a second. Oh, I like Go. that. Oh, that's better. <laughs> What's going on here? I'm all about then, the DIY uh, technology. That looks good, Ty. I need to learn how to do that. How do you do that, though? Oh, there's a green button on the side of the Google Hangouts page. Oh, that. Sorry, funny noise there. That's this guy right here. Do you see that? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. And so, <clears throat> cool screen share. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, sorry. I should try that. Um, um can you share the sound, Ty? Oh. Can I, it's not making sound? No, no. It's not making sound? No, 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 it's not. Okay, uh, I can, let's try this again then. Let's see, I think I got an option to share audio. Do, 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 your application when Chrome wants to share the contents of your screen, choose what you'd like to share. I wanna share this, doesn't give me the option to share audio. Mm, I can, I can redirect my, audio recording devices into I see there's like a control room button but I, I don't know if maybe just Linda can use that control room button <laughs> I've got the control room what you have a control room button um but I have given you all sound <laughs> <laughs> can you hear uh, this nope nope no, negative. Let's see. Uh, oh. Super camera, mute see, now I, Right. That's Chat. what that did. Yeah, I can mute people here. I have the power. Default spike. Uh -oh. Here we go. This, is, this should work. This should. Hmm. I had to convince you that Trump is a good president. Uh, confident that he's a bad president yeah. when we've had presidents who own people as property. Uh, can you pull up this video again, Ty? <laughs> we've had much worse. Except that. We can't sh see the picture, Ty. Can you hear us now? Now we can't hear you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. can't hear you. There you go. Unmuted. He's going okay, on. So you should be able to hear me right now, right? Now we can yeah. hear you, yeah. And so just right now can... we couldn't see the picture. You couldn't see the picture. Oh, okay. Of the, Let me of the camera, screen. of the screen. Mm. Sharing my screen. You can see me, the screen now, right? Yes. Mm. Okay. Now I'm going to turn off my mic and connect oh, to the well, video. Oh, we've got you. I've got like oh. one thing that I wanted about this conversation, right? Yeah. It must seem to me as soon as you mentioned that you want to take people from absolute certainty to 99 already that kind of put her in that 
position where she's like, okay, well, you can try and challenge me on this belief. And right. it seemed that she was almost defensive from that point forward, not necessarily right. as soon as you went into it. Right. Mm. She was very defiant, I think, from there. But I think that's that's totally fine because I'm not addressing her personally if I use mm. the SE properly. Because it doesn't matter what position she's from. And it doesn't matter what detail her conclusion has. I'm still going for the methodology with SE. And sure. if she's honest about her position, she will have to assess her methodology and either get rid of it if it's not good or change it, which is, or, and improve it thereby. Uh, and either way, that's a good result. Yeah. I'm going to turn off my mic and go straight to the video. Could you guys let me know if there's any problems? Mm -hmm. cool. Okay. We got like maybe four minutes left in the vid. Do, do, How do we let you know that? How do we signal to you? Oh, you can, can still see us. You. you can still, still see you. Me. Yeah, I can okay, still good. hear and okay. see you. <laughs> That was part of our history. It didn't is. make it right. But, in but terms I'm not of, so like, sure that also president? makes them bad people. But if I had to choose between like Hamilton and Trump right now, I would choose Trump in the sense of Hamilton actually owned people as property. So the question would be See, I don't I don't know. I think I I don't think that Trump I don't think he likes anyone that is not a white rich man and they can't be richer than him. Because he talks derogatory about women. Oh yeah, absolutely. About ethnicity. Could you imagine about our Tom military? Yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Could you imagine what he was saying about women back in this time? Benjamin Franklin. Like, I don't know. I, I there's like a curve. We don't know for real, but there's like a curve of. But look at the women that were in their lives. So I don't know if that's so true. But or they not. didn't even let them vote. There was no jobs no. available for them. No, well, that's not necessarily true. There were more jobs than you realized, because that's not what we teach. Fair wage jobs. You see, jobs. most of what you learned was what was taught to you in school. Okay. And I, I don't necessarily agree that all of that is true. If you start looking at historical um, documentation on some of that, that wasn't always true. You find that a lot of our women that were more well off mm. did a lot more than you realized that they did sure, they absolutely. still had the power i the totally home. agree with you yes i also think that men in the position of power back then were far more inhibitory oh, towards yes. their success oh, absolutely. compared to what we have now but my goal wouldn't be to try to convince you that he's a good president my goal would be to get he's you not from the worst to get you from, if you're 100% confident that he's the worst president, get you like 99% confident that he's the worst president. You can still keep the same conclusion, but you at least know what it would take to change your mind. Do you have something that would change your mind with regard to like Trump actually not being the worst president? If Is there anything that he could he do would, in the future? I think, yeah, he would have to do a huge change. Like what? Really become a different person. And not, I mean, he would, mean? it would mean that he would have to acknowledge that the rest of us on the planet are important. Okay. And it's that women are not just something for him to look at with the eye that he does. Mm. And like our military, I mean, the things that he said about, um, what's his name? He's passing away. Our know. Senator from Arizona. Uh, John McCain. Yes. The things he said about him were atrocious. Mm. I might not agree with you as a person, if you were in the military, but I would never demean your service. Right. Never. Right, right. I have problems with those things. While we can both agree that mm -hmm. things he says are outlandish mm -hmm. and definitely not sensitive or becoming of someone who represents all of us. No. It does sound like you do have a criteria that's based on evidence. Right. Evidence that you need to see that would make you change your mind. It doesn't He'd sound have like to really wake up overnight and say, 
by virtue that so you are wrong. open-minded of the, the concept that he's actually not that bad because you have a criteria right that doesn't mean you're absolute anymore that's true right that's a good way to look at it i like to think about it that way and that anything that puts you in a more reasonable position hmm. well thanks yeah all right cool. have a good evening it was you good too. chatting with you, good chatting oh. with you as well. all right have a good evening <laughs> have a good one We might save. <laughs> how, right. do you want, how do you want to do the feedback? Because I've got my points, but um, how should we give them? Live, and if you can make them public, I'm totally fine with that as well. I think I've the already way... posted them on your on the video. Oh, I see them. Nice. I just wondered if, wondered if you want me to kind of verbalize them and. Yeah, and... you want to go over those right now? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let me turn off screen sharing. And, and of course, a good. lot of a lot of the Thanks stuff. For is the... <laughs> Thanks for watching the video. I think I think Carol was such a sweet tart. <laughs> tart. I got the tart. I got the tart, and I was just about to say, "Where's my popcorn?" I was just about to. <laughs> the, the, like I should have had popcorn for that. Damn. So technically, right. I'm going to give you the point. But in oh, America, right. we have a treat called sweet tarts, which are like the worst <laughs> Halloween candy you can get. Like, yeah. they're the lowest tier of candy you can get in Halloween. But yeah. Sweet tart. I was thinking pop tarts, but tart. I got the tart. That's a gimme. Uh, super curious on the board with two in the lead. We got to keep her on toes. Friend. <laughs> But I think I shouldn't be allowed to have my points if I don't get if I don't even try to sneak in. Yeah, you haven't done anything yet. The last point has to be one from you. The last point has to be one from you. That's not a I'm still raw about Ben's jerky that he throws in like, oh jerky. I'm like, what did he say? What is that? I got the point. Give it to me. I'm like, I didn't I barely caught that. All right. I think it was fair. I think it's fair too. I think it's fair. We're two points then. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys have comments on the videos? Oh, yes. So, okay. if I just go through mine really quickly, or I don't know, maybe it can be like a conversation, all of us yeah, yeah, yeah. jump in and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of this has already been um, <clears throat> said. You said it yourself. But if I just like uh, verbalize my comments here, then I can say something more about them. Um, like, yeah. Um, of course, I didn't know the backstory that you guys had already spoken for a while, and this was like uh, just um, at the beginning of kind of like this jokey thing. But uh, my uh, like spend more time setting up the conversation. Uh, I remember seeing a really really good example from Anthony. Um, can't remember the specific one, but anyway, I timed it or I looked at the timer on the YouTube video, and from the moment they got contact. Uh, and she agreed to do the, the conversation. Mm. Or, uh, actually, they, they had the whole rapport thing where she agreed to do the conversation, that can I film it and all that. And from the moment that he started explaining what he was doing, like I do, I have this hobby, from that moment till when they started, he asked his first question, there was five minutes. Mm. Five minutes of just setting up the 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 intention the I'll I ask you know people about this and that and and he was and she, and she was asking questions about it in between and he was like correcting her when she um, misunderstood um, what he wanted to do and um, I just thought that was something that uh, was enlightening to me 
that there is um, a point in using your time to set up that conversation before you get into I think that's a fantastic it. point. I don't mm. think anyone should ever undersell the value of building rapport with someone when they're mm. talking to them. That time that you have to just, you know, get everyone to calm down. Because it's very weird to have some random stranger want to talk to you mm -hmm. in any yeah. kind of format. But I'm not just, just talking about the rapport. Um, Anthony spent a lot of time explaining the, oh, the, yeah. the questioning that he was going to embark on with her. Oh, for five minutes? Yes. Whoa. Okay. It's, it's something which he was really, really thorough with that part. And I think it benefited the whole conversation they had. Yeah. Five okay. minutes. Wow. It's something okay. that I've okay. also been kind of worried about because it's really going to affect how many people are willing to talk to you, kind of how you mm -hmm. pitch it. And I'm mm -hmm. always going, I want to talk about a belief. And it almost, in, our, in my context at least, it immediately biases it. People think I want to either sell something religious to them or mm -hmm. at the very least, I think I want to discuss religion. Right. Um, and it's something I actually wanted to ask you as well, Ty. Uh, have you found that your time are kind of put stress on you? I mean, I think at the moment, I really want to get in. I want to have a talk and I want to be done in kind of like 10 minutes because I don't right. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you found that, that you kind of brush it because you're worried about the time? I, I sometimes feel like I have that. I. Man, I feel like the, the sometimes the timer is a detriment to like a really good conversation, but I also don't feel like I could start the conversation with people if I didn't have the timer because I'm there and they're already doing their thing. I'm, my goal is to talk, but people approach me with an agenda that they had that was not, let's talk to Tyrone forever. So the five minute timer is just a sign for me to show I'm not here to waste your time. And when they sit down and we talk, you know, the timer is dripping down but I immediately kind of forget its presence and I try not to bring too much attention to it. When it's out, the person can see it. It's on the same table in front of us. And if they want to continue the conversation, that's fine. But I've had multiple times where people say like, our time's done. I'm like, that's totally fair. Thank you for giving me this time to have a conversation. Can I just ask one last question? And then I'll wrap it up from there on. But people who want to have a longer chat with me will totally do so without the hourglass. And I find like mm -hmm. it's a pretty good filter of just getting people who only want a short conversation to talk to you and I, I think that's the only use for the timer because people who want to have a long conversation will do it with you regardless of whether you have it or not. And that's mm -hmm. something that took me a while to get in my head. And just, Linda, uh, I need to send you guys that um, Anthony Magnabosco video that I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah, I can't I can't think of it right now. So I need to go looking for it and actually see like which one it was. But I'll send it after this. But the mm. thing with that video was, and I studied it quite a bit because he set it up so precisely yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful and that whole five minutes was before he put on the timer so he's talking about the timer that we'll time it for five minutes bloody blah, 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 blah all that five minute thing was just um setting up the conversation that's, that's i think that's actually, really helpful yeah and it's clever I, as well because I, I almost i want to jump to starting the timer as quickly as possible because mm. i'm so freaking freaked out about I know I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your time. I need to start mm -hmm. this timer because it's going to save me. And I think uh, ah. maybe just, yeah, yeah, taking time to to do your setup and without them maybe realizing that you're using that time might be a, a very cool approach. Two things that I, two things I could recommend when I start the, when I start the timer is only after we have the the belief ready to go. So mm -hmm. I will have the person sit down. I'll give them the cell. I'll give them the cell. Then I'll ask them if it's okay for me to record. Then I turn on the recorders and then, then the, 
you guys can see what we're talking about. When I turn on the recorders, I do a brief recap of, okay, so this is what I'm doing, like in a couple of sentences. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then from there, I'll be like, is there anything that like you really want to talk about, anything you believe is true? And I'll be like, uh, let's talk about God. And I'll be like, whoa, God, that's a heavy topic. Whoa, that's kind of crazy. So uh, you want to talk about God? So or would you be cool if we talked about that for like five minutes? And then I start the timer. Like after that whole preamble, that's when I flip it. And I highly recommend this. Uh, this is also something I probably got from Ant. Uh, when I start the timer, the first question I ask has nothing to do with what their belief is. It'll just be like, oh, so like, how often do you guys come out here? Like, is, is this your first time at the park? Like, how do you feel today? Or like, uh, I got a funny story to tell. Because mm -hmm. my, my impression is this timer doesn't mean anything. Let's not rush, you know? Mm. And, and once I flip it and ask something completely unrelated, they are a lot more amenable to answering that unrelated question. And I can gauge body language. I can gauge like how they feel about the conversation, how, if they have like, like uh, any apprehensions, like talk to me about like unrelated stuff. And then we can just slowly start, you know, digging, backing up, digging, backing up, digging to like a core belief that they have and like trying to figure mm -hmm. out the methodology behind it. Oh, that's very cool. And I think there is a really good point in the whole thing that um, even though you have the timer, I think it's more just a, rep a representation that I don't that I want to respect your time. Mm. But I think the whole thing with SE is that it's best when it is slow because the slow thinking is the like we're contemplating and maybe thinking about something in a new way, and that yeah. takes kind of like energy and like the safe zone mm. and all that. I just came to think. I just this morning watched the latest epistemic um, episode that was really good, and that it was, was really good. A lot about uh, the, the brain the guy over there. Yeah, the, the brain guy. The dude. He's like the uh, bias guy. Okay. Okay. He was great. And like how he can override our kind of primitive brain, our yeah. instinct brain and why it, our instinct brain is so fast and um how uh, the 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 slow thinking that can override that is what we need to be um rational behavior be, behaviors in the world it's really interesting but there was also like a point about how we can we leap to those irrational conclusions more with the fast thinking and the slow thinking is the 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 prefrontal cortex that's like um engaged when we have the the oh we can like we don't need to be speedy we don't mm. need to have a, a, a ready-made answer but we're maybe being creative with our thinking i also yeah. think that if you're on a timer you need to have mm. a realistic goal set up mm. like because you do have that timer and it exists you can't expect to completely change that person's perspective at the mm. end of five minutes or even at an hour or a three hour chat i've had talks that are like as long as three hours before and mm you have you can't completely change a person's mind in that kind of time frame only the only person that can change a person's mind is their own mind sure. and you have to respect yeah. that and like as uh ben's channel is called you have to like instill like a seed of thought or like mm -hmm. a pebble in their shoe and mm -hmm. you only do that by setting a realistic goal so like my goal isn't so much completely change your position from 100 to zero or 110 percent. my goal is to just show are you comfortable with i don't know and if you're more comfortable with I don't know, can we get you down on that confidence scale a little bit? Mm. It's just a few percent. Are there wild dogs somewhere? Yeah. Oh, like sorry, a, sorry guys. Of wolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dogs are, are coming where I live. Somebody's um, walking up the street. But yeah, the moment I realized that it was a big whopper. So yeah. Oh, is that your wife? Yeah. Hello. You were spotted, baby. Yeah. She says, 
Yeah, but uh, what was I saying about the poem? That I would still like uh, think it would be beneficial to kind of give a feeling that we've got all the time in the world to to investigate your your beliefs, even though that that you don't want to um, waste people's time and you want to get forward with the questioning, but just kind of have that feeling that we don't need to like rush it. Is what I was thinking. Just right there, and uh, um, I think also in the setting up of the questioning. Uh, maybe something that was missed there and I know that you kind of know this already but I'm just going to say it anyway is that um, to ask her to be more precise it was like she said the whole um, well convince me that uh, Trump isn't the worst one in the world and you rolled with it immediately right. and I yeah. think that that could have been a possibility to maybe just take it more into the SE questioning thingy and uh, be more precise on the belief that she wanted to um, investigate not only that, but I also adopted a burden of proof by yeah, having to yeah. force her to convince her, which is another mistake that you can do. Because yeah. by me not being able to prove that Trump is the worst president doesn't make her right by default. Yeah. So I think I think it's that lightning speed. But I immediately converted her, convincing that Trump is not the worst president ever to, so you're 100% confident that Trump is the worst president ever. Like I literally said that sentence immediately afterwards, but I rolled into like my argument like immediately mm. after the fact. So, mm. but it, it'd be well, it's kind of so difficult with claims like that. Mm. If you want to make them falsifiable, you almost need to either exaggerate them or you need to negate them. And right. I've I've also noticed that I immediately go for the exaggeration. So so you're saying that everybody needs to do this or you're saying that nobody does this or you're saying that this guy is literally the worst or whatever so and i, I really think to kind of go and say but would you say that um i don't know trump's the worst president mm. but uh, some of the other talks that we have if somebody comes and they tell you they think compassion is the most important thing uh to rather than say okay so you think of compassion is the most important thing um do you think people do not show enough compassion Kind of dig into that, and then that's something that's, that's more kind of realistic to to investigate than to say, oh, so you're saying everybody needs to be super compassionate all the time above everything else. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I th maybe another good question would be like, if we didn't have compassion, what would be the next best thing, and then yeah. see what they could think about that as well. Yeah, I get weird questions like that, or I get weird positions like that too. Mm -hmm. I think I've had. Um, I, I think the last video that I just posted right now, not the one that you guys just saw, but the one I posted was, it's important to have community. And uh, the lady was saying that it's important for people to have community. And I'm like, oh, so she's talking about living with other people. And so I said, like, can I, and she says, you need to have community in order to reach your full potential. That's like the basis mm -hmm. of our argument. So I asked her, is someone who's alone, can they have can they reach their full potential as well? And she says, well, I live alone, but I still have a community. And I'm like, man, I missed a really good opportunity because I didn't clarify what she means by community. Yeah. Because in my mind, mm -hmm. I thought oh, being alone and having community must be completely different things. What I should have said was, does not having community, can someone who does not have a community reach their full potential as well? Mm -hmm. So there are like weird things that I could take for granted in a conversation with how mm -hmm. people say things by not, oh, I didn't know you play instruments. Okay, we can talk about that later. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got my guitars right here, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> mine, mine are just for shows I need. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they are well uh, placed in the house. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I think it's it's worthwhile to make sure that, as Linda says, that you're very specific with the clarity mm. of the terms that you're talking about. Especially with a God belief, the more you can specify what you're talking about, the less wiggle room that they can have to be like, oh, I didn't mean that, I meant this. Like, mm. yeah, get yeah. them onto that specific, you know, pin of a needle. Yeah. And also, like, um, I ha would have no, like, again, I don't have, like, my own uh, uh, experiences to, to draw from. But watching Reed and Anthony, I know that they both do it quite often, that they even search for the belief to investigate. They don't always go with the first thing that um, IP suggests. Like, they go around looking for what would actually be, like, something. Yeah, yeah. And beneficial well, to, to look at. I've been wondering if some people, when you kind of, get talk to them and try and get a belief from them if they don't think okay cool this guy is, is going to dig into me so let me go for something which is kind of easy. uncontroversial right yeah easy something fuzzy something something that probably most people believe in mm -hmm. um the compassion one i actually spoke to someone this weekend who, who talked about it and as we were getting into the conversation i think probably six or seven minutes into it she said the compassion is guided by you know your gut feel that gut feeling can never never lead you to a wrong conclusion and i'm like oh that's a good yeah and i was so so angry at myself for not kind of you know just digging a bit before mm -hmm. I, I got into cool let's yeah. take this claim just to, to try and uncover something like that yeah have you guys ever gone over your own videos like very very oh, slowly like I'm really <laughs> obsessed with looking at there's one that i can't watch which is the the conversation on morality with the um apologist i can't watch it anymore because um i thought that was just horrid like horrible arguments from myself and um just horrible arguments from him and uh, it just really upsets me and it's just like se gone horribly bad that it's not even se it's just like a really horrible blah Mm. <laughs> like he brings up the holocaust and stuff oh my like gosh that. adequate you know um, um um compassion it's like that and and then i sit there and just like breathe heavily and i can't say anything <laughs> because i'm in se mode and i'm supposed to be all nice and pretty and and smiley and it's just oh that's like i felt dirty afterwards i was like i've got to take a shower for days hey you know <laughs> if anyone watches that video and feels the same way from watching him and seeing you, you know, kind of like hold back yourself, mm -hmm. that's a better sell for you than it is for him. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I know that, but I still, that I just felt like I did not, I did not do a service there still. Like I felt like I was kind of like naively bystanding something that- If there's one thing I, that you've proven to me, you have the skittles to make it happen. Okay. Anyway. I didn't make it there though. But yes, I've learned <laughs> since then. That was like my second video. I've learned a lot. Okay. Uh, do you have more feedback? Or Ben, do you want to jump in? No, I think Lena had a couple more. Did you, Lena? Okay. Well, I had the, I have this one-way street um, 
thing that I've been thinking about, that uh, I think that SE um, is in fact really, really good. Or the thing I wasn't sure of in the beginning was that I thought that um, maybe like the conversation where I give as much away about me and my views um, can be uh, really beneficial and helpful in some instances. I still think that could be true, but I found like the whole one-way street thing is really, really super effective. What? The one-way street thing is really- As in one person can only ask questions and the other person can only respond? Yes, basically, mm. pretty much. Unless the person is asking for clarification, but that the, the one-way street thing is that it's all about the IP's um, uh, belief. It's all about clarifying and helping them to uh, dig into that. Um, like when the other person starts making claims or bringing their own opinion into it, it's ah. like the, the IP needs to use a lot of brain power to understand that. Okay. Like I think you get much more kind of um, speed, and I'm not talking about a fast speed, but much more kind of like um, momentum to open up the IP's belief if it is truly that one-way street and it's all about me understanding what you're saying. And Can I rephrase me what you're saying, maybe? Please. Instead of by one-way street, you mean you should only be addressing the claims of one person at the table, which is yes. the IP's claim. Yeah. But as far as like a conversation, it's definitely good to participate back and forth, throw out your you know, personal stories, their personal stories, back and forth, as long as they're focused on the claim of one person, because that's the goal of the conversation is mm -hmm. to examine that specific claim. So it shouldn't be the SE user's prerogative to throw out additional claims, which might muddy the, the water, or but if they can throw some feedback on that specific claim, I'm totally fine with that. Is that mm. kind of what you're saying? Mm. Say, for example, we thought, uh, this isn't a junk food. I don't think it's a junk food, but like say uh, the IP believed that bagels were the best you know, food ever. Um, mm -hmm. My my goal wouldn't be to throw out donuts are actually the best. My goal would be like, oh, I you know, the donuts. A... <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the point until you get them all. I know. Also, also, by the way, I don't know if you guys can read the chat that's been going on, but I've been saying Whoppers. I've been saying Skittles. I'm There's on the board. Have There's you read the chat? chat? I didn't you know there was the a chat. chat. Can see the group chat? I can see it. Oh, you bossed it. <laughs> Hold play, up. Time, I'll play. Share the screen. I thought you guys can see this guy right here. You can't see this? No. no. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we got uh, this. I don't have oh, shit. a chat. No, I don't know how to get it. Do I have anymore. a chat? Uh, yeah, top, top left corner is a little chat <sighs> thing. Yeah, there you go. The blue button, the little blue button that's uh, up there. Yeah. Right. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. Well played, time. Keeping scores. Keeping scores. Anyway, um, I think it's good to have not to sound like a robot or not to turn SE into an interrogation. That's my point. Um, mm. I think both people are free to be able to ask each other questions, even if it's mid-conversation. Mm. But as the SE user, you should make sure that your, your responses lead back to the claim that the IP is presenting and that the conversation can stay focused on that claim because that's yeah. the goal down to that claim but i'm totally fine answering a question that someone has what the hell are you doing or like what do you think about bagels i i'd be fine to answer that i think it's it shows a degree of honesty that's mm. healthy for se and for it makes it less easier to target as something that's bad by apologists not, not only that i think in my context at least a lot of people 
don't meet atheists. A lot of people aren't openly atheists, and I think most people aren't atheists. So um, Dan had a cool comment where he said, in the conversation that Anthony had with him, he gave him a, a definition of atheist, which is completely different to, to what Dan had. And Dan had kind of had a misperception. And he said that that kind of changed his mind. That kind of got him wondering about it. So when I speak to people and a dude throws out, do you think we all come from monkeys? Mm. I don't have a problem with explaining to him, I don't think we all come from monkeys. I think we've got a, a common ancestor which we share with monkeys. Um, it, it's something that, that might teach him something. It's not necessarily a claim which tries to, to change his mind or anything like that. It's just maybe clearing up a misperception or, or raising a point of view which he's never actually been confronted with in his life before. Mm. Right. And yeah, also, he, he literally could have just been part monkey and just like huh? really self-conscious. He could have been part monkey and really <laughs> self-conscious about it, like hiding his ears and tail. It's like, <laughs> does he see? I'm not a monkey. <laughs> yeah, but I do um, agree with that too. And I do think it's um, important because in as the SE practitioner, if you don't understand what the other person is saying or if they're not making sense, then it is, I think, the responsibility of the SEA to, to open that up and, and say that, oh, I was of the impression that we um, are, in fact, like cousins to monkeys and not like from monkeys and something like that. But um, I guess my point here is um, like in this, because it's from this example that uh, when it was the whole um, the the facts thing in the beginning like that was the whole where she had to kind of like defend her position um and also understand your position in order to be able to respond to your position and i think the se um when i may talk about the one-way street i think that's kind of like when it is all focused on the ip's claim and any evidence brought up is to support the um the the clarity of the picture of the claim <laughs> that the okay. ip is making my only suggestion would be in an american context one-way street has a really bad connotation with it as far oh, as a descriptor okay. because it right. one-way street means it's my way only you know it's like yeah. oh, well that wasn't yeah. what i was thinking i understand yeah. i understand yeah it's yeah, yeah. more like super size me like <laughs> Put it all like in one direction, like or like a freeway. Like everybody's uh -huh. going full speed, and there can be like multiple things, but they're all going in the same direction. I got my first point, and I got yeah. all my points. Did you hear the uh, super size? I, I, I'm writing it down right now. Super size me. Oh, you saw that, and you just didn't want to take oh, my point man. from me, or? Oh. Because <laughs> the super size me had nothing to do with the freeway. Actually, I just put it in there. Yeah, I, I'll count it. I'll count it. Oh. I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <sighs> cool, um, Ben. You yeah. gotta get on the. You gotta do it. Two more. You need two more, Ben. But oh. I really do mean the the freeway yeah. analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually Gab who said it yesterday on the podcast when I was talking mm. about street epistemology. I think it could be helpful just to know that there are connotations with words that Americans yeah, might sure. misconstrue yeah. more than like someone who's in a different country. And one-way street is definitely something that makes people like, oh, well, then I don't want to do the thing that you're doing if it's a one-way street. Mm. I want to be able oh, to- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. No one likes one-way street. And I didn't even mean one-way street like that. So sure, that's I really good. I was more like the freeway. It's like we're going in one direction, kind of like, and everybody's like participating to get the thing. How about you say like, 
it's important instead of like throwing of like cars in the opposite direction because they crash it's important for both of us to talk about one thing yeah that way it shows that it's a team effort and maybe you can say it's a team effort more than like a one-way street it's like that's we are, what you I and i are both getting together to talk about this one thing as a team dun, 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 dun. score cool ben um or linda any more anything else um ben please say something okay. <laughs> um when you, you mentioned that oh, yeah. uh, you kind of went into joking mode and we rewatched yeah. the clip I, I had a completely different impression of it from when i watched it the first time i was like what the hell is ty doing it is he's going into like complete combative mode what's happening i don't understand and i, I it's something that I really like about your style. Um, you take risks. You, I, don't, I don't think you'll see <laughs> you'll see Anthony or, or Reed or somebody else doing what you do. You, you kind of throw yourself into the conversation. You open yourself up, and it's awesome. It's it's very entertaining to watch. But I, I think sometimes it's very easy for some somebody who who might not. Well, obviously, these people who you talk to don't know you very well. It's very easy for them to misinterpret that. And um, here, I think that exactly that happened. She kind of, it almost looked as she was taken aback for a while, and then she she got into it, and she kind of sensed that that you're not super serious about it. But I think that that kind of broke the the conversation down at that point. Mm. And I know what you guys think about that. Mm. Um, the, the, I think the, yeah, it was that was the start of the. <laughs> Right. Yeah. The the car's yeah. driving on the freeway in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Not even, the wrong direction, but just going up. I, I think the good takeaway here is even if you get into that jokey mode format, particularly mm -hmm. if you're in an SE table or in an SE conversation, always be mindful that you're still representing not just yourself, but like an entire methodology or a practice, a conversational technique that a lot of people are contributing towards. And mm -hmm. you want to put your best face forward, even in an environment where you think the conversation's over and you want to keep going and talk more and have a good yeah. push back and forth. I think mm -hmm. one of the one of the best conversations I had was with a guy named Tim. I, I got him from like 90% to an I don't know, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. which I thought was but pretty even, good. But even in that conversation, you did a lot of things that, that were so, so risky. Like, I don't know anything <laughs> doing that. Like the right. junk milkshake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> some junkie milkshakes. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like uh, I got some I got some really good camaraderie vibes from him, and I was like really getting a good read on his body language. Like I knew when he was uncomfortable, yeah. and I knew when he was like kind of into it, and then I knew when he was like totally talking about it. And I'm like, as long as I gauge this properly, I think we're gonna have a great time. Oh, did you get a point for milkshake? What? Did you say milkshake? He did. Completely oh. under the radar. Great job. He's on the board. He's on the board. All right, Ben. Turkey uh, milkshake. You need one more. All right. Anyway, but I think uh, it's important to say that um, I really appreciate that there are lots of SE styles and lots of risks being taken and lots of experimenting being taken. Like I feel like I do disagree now with you, Tyrone, that I don't think that any of us need to feel like, oh, now we're representing it all. And if we start joking and misunderstanding that we can't do that, 
um, oh, that's on camera. Like, I think we should do whatever, you know, we're all learning, we're all experimenting and doing stuff. And I think that is great. I think the risk taking is good. And the oh. fact that we're sitting and thinking about it is really good. I don't think we need to fit. Any of us need to feel like we're representing all of SE. Wow, that's really interesting. I think that will just um, hinder us. I can I completely agree with you, Linda. Like really tired. That's that's why kind of I, I don't even want to say don't do that. Mm. It's it's I think it's awesome because you're showing a different perspective on it. You're showing a different approach with somebody who who might not be somebody who's very you know quiet about it and likes to be contemplative and and nod solemnly. They might find this this technique of putting, but seeing the way you're doing, having fun while actually speaking to people, that might might open it up for for people yeah. who are into that. Right. I think one of the things that I'm trying to do with my SE style is show a style that doesn't have to look like SE. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and I appreciate like, that a lot. I think that's a like good if, kind of thing. If you're at work or if you're like hanging out with your friends and you're like a band practice, or whatever, and they say something, you're like, oh, I want to engage in this. But I want to go from the friendly conversation dipping to SE and back to the friendly conversation without it looking like, can I format this explanation so that we can explore a deeply held belief for you for the next five minutes? Like, it's not going to be that formal. You're just going to be like, oh, what do you mean by that, man? Oh, cool. Can you talk about that? That'd be awesome. And just very, very light, but also still very productive and getting them to think about what they believe. And then going right back to the friendly conversation as if nothing really ever changed between the two. And I like the Tim conversation because I feel like from the start to the end, we were like, we were complete strangers. I never met that guy, but I felt like we were talking to each other like brothers, like through the entire time. Mm -hmm. And like, even by the end, it was just like, man, I wish I could meet you again. I wish we could hang out for beers afterwards. <laughs> we had such a great time. <laughs> but that's a good point. I shouldn't be hindered by the fact that I feel like I'm representing something bigger than myself. No. I should just be on I think what I'm definitely trying. not. And I think, yeah, definitely not hindered. That's a good I don't think anybody point. knows uh, what SE is yet. I agree with that. Or where and it's think, going. And I think all of us contribute to it in our own mm. way. That mm. all these different perspectives shining light on something only makes it better mm. as a result. I would say that yeah. there's there's this one guy, I think his name's Steven Chowder. Uh, he has something that looks like an SE format. But it's mm -hmm. not. It's just a YouTube channel where he like says something controversial and challenges people to convince them that he's wrong. Okay. He forces the burden of proof on other people. But the format is almost unmistakable for SE. I don't think he's seen an SE channel. I don't think he's copying the degree. But I think someone who doesn't know the difference can very easily misconstrue the two different things. And Stephen mm. Chowder's never called himself a street epistemologist. He's never used any of those terms. But the format is just so visually similar that I think it's maybe helpful for for the, how do I put it, for us to make the indication that we are as a group trying to do something different and or have an identity with what we're trying to do. And I guess yeah. in that capacity, I don't want to hinder that identity anymore. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm saying I'm a street epistemology, if I'm saying I'm using street epistemology, I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a positive way. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So but not I as a representation. I, from my perspective, you're completely there. You're okay, completely okay. doing it. I don't think there's a risk for. Um... Have you guys seen the the bearded atheist on YouTube? No, no. It's it's a guy from Australia, I think, and uh, he he he's, he lists it as SE, and he speaks to people like he records it on his phone, so it's really informal. Mm -hmm. But uh, he actually posts his video and videos under comedy, 
as a category. <laughs> like, okay. dude, no. He's completely out to kind of show people that um, their epistemologies are funny, not even, not really that justified. Uh, so, and he calls it, yeah. does he call it um, street epistemology? <laughs> I did, I did find it when I searched for, for street epistemology. So I think he at least okay. somewhere he includes a tag or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but that, that would be to me an example of how not to do it. But uh, I really think it's important for us to try different things, to try and innovate because that's the only way that things improve. Mm. And I also do kind of think uh, just that it's inevitable that there will be SE practitioners that uh, might do SE in a way that we think it's not SE or bad SE. Like yeah. the people who do like, I mean, the Discovery Museum, they're calling it science. <laughs> What's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> and we all know it's not science, right? Um, it doesn't even come close. So I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen. Um, I, I think it's inevitable it's going to happen. I think we're going to get to the point where this gets so popular and that mm. the means of making videos on the subject become mm. so easy or approachable that we're going to start to get people who maybe mean very well, but mm. are just not good at, at this, at this technique mm. and maybe take a more aggressive turn. And if they're very popular, that's very, that's a very entertaining thing to watch, like mm. a person blowing up another person and um, how we, how we will approach that when that happens will be mm. interesting. But I think we should be um, if anything open to the idea of, let's support people who are generally trying to get better at this and yeah. invite them to like means of having constructive conversations about their techniques mm. and show that we've been doing these constructive feedback sessions since like 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 day four or like in the mm. in the world of se and that if you want to participate in this and really get better at it we're we, there's a positive base of people who are willing to improve what you're trying to do because mm -hmm. we're seeing some things that you could work on and we'd like to make it better as possible. And I think stuff like this is the way how we will fix that problem in the future. Yeah. 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 Cause we're not, uh, none of us are, I think, immune to, to doing bad SE. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that makes the entire effort. Kind of, I think there must be like some, uh, playing wiggle room like uh, i think anthony anthony also said it really well like he wouldn't want to distract anybody from uh, attempting to do se or uh, loading up se even though they they're not um completely se ready because uh we need to have the examples and that mm. there are people that get it and are doing it really well that can help the people that are trying to learn um and i think anthony is really um correct in that that this will get um great traction once people really want to learn it once we right. inspire people to want to learn to do the method themselves and to teach other people to do the method because i think the real work is being done in picture, people's kitchens and and sofa on the sofa and on the bus and on the train and at work and all that right but, but to get to there i think we need to inspire people to learn it and teach it like that's the real like Mm. I would love for this to be something that's like mm. taught in high schools as like a part of a communications class. Because mm -hmm. I can yeah, tell you how many communication classes I went to that were just not, this is not useful to me whatsoever. But knowing how to talk to other people is something that I wish more people knew how to do about anything. And this could be a great thing to have as part of a curriculum, or at least as part of like a small section in a communications class. Dan Eagle is a communications ma major. And he probably has some really good input on that as mm. well. But uh, yeah, 
Just I think it, it would be really good if there would be like a because somebody was like, Anthony should write a, a new SE book and um, and stuff like that. And I think that would be really cool if there would be like this collaborative SE book thing. Yeah, that would be like read Anthony. Make... Um, Peter could come in and say what he's learned since writing. Um, hmm. uh, um, oh, like an update, like a uh, like a like review. A, like an update also and not have the title be an, a manual for creating atheists yeah, so even you. though i think it's cool that i'm an atheist i think kind of like in my mind's my private mind that yes it would be great if the whole world would be filled with atheists uh, but i do not want to create anything i don't want to force anything on anybody mm. else um i'm not out to do that and i think that the best thing with this technique is the communicative side to it the ed ed educational side to it and i think the focus should be on that to get people communicating and talking um respectfully and peacefully about these things that we feel really really passionately about like that's uh, the I've, thing have you guys actually read the book um i've got it interesting <laughs> um wow. Oh, wow i've got that far <laughs> and, then, and then I've kind of jumped and skipped. But that's um, the thing. I don't think the, the book, and, and I don't want to be negative here, I don't think the book or even a very detailed manual of SE is going to be better than these video examples. Yes, mm -hmm. I agree completely. I, 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 at our last secular meetup, I spoke about this and I said, it's so mm -hmm. cool, guys. You need to look at this. Uh, you can speak to people. This is how we do it. We try to be non-confrontational. And afterwards, a lady came to me and I just walked into, a, we met each other randomly. And she said, when I told her about this, she was so worried about it because she right. saw, you know, I'm so passionate about this. And she, she had this idea that I go out and I bash people and I'm really just climbing into them. But as soon as she watched one of my videos, she said, this was so cool. I was so respectful. It's completely different to this idea she had in her mind, even though I, I really tried my best to, to sell AC in a very positive light. So I think really that making more content is probably the, the way to go to spread this technique and actually mm. show people how to use it, use it effectively. I just would love digestible. it if there would be a book out there that I could reference when uh, people were just ask about it like i feel i need to reference um a manual for creating atheists because that's where the term was coined mm. um so if you're the way i see it is i have the book but i only got the book maybe about a few weeks ago mm -hmm. i don't reference it as a means to inform my own se my means of informing how i do it is through the videos like mm -hmm. my first exposure to se was a guy telling me there's some dude out there who's talking to people like how you're doing it like at these at this meetup with atheists where you're just like talking to people about how they became atheists and like did they do it for good reasons there's already a guy doing that on youtube you might want to check him out i'm like sure i'll check him out but in my mind i'm like man that must be really uncomfortable because some guy randomly talking up to strangers that's mm -hmm. that yeah. seems like it fills me with anxiety just thinking about it but when i saw anthony's video that's the one he directed me to i was like whoa this is a really nice approach and it's already something that i've been kind of doing already this is interesting let me just take this with me and see if i can like and include these examples these concrete examples that i'm seeing that are demonstrable into like my method and eventually i got to me to where i'm at now 
I didn't need the book at all. And even if Anthony was very informed with the book as far as the terms, I think if you look at his early videos from when he was doing SE to the stuff that he's putting out now, it, the book has been outdated, substantially so. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. I know this. Like, That's why I would like an updated. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a Finnish thing that we're like, it needs. Sorry for, <laughs> I'm sorry for, for cutting you off. Uh, sorry. But, um, but this thing where it's like, well, we need it to be somehow documented and so that we can <laughs> reference the, right. the thing and, and you don't point to YouTube videos. Yeah. Would you, mm. would you consider um, an academic journal? Because I write. So like I, I'm in a science lab and we yeah. regularly write academic journals. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you guys familiar with those? They're like when you, when a scientist makes a discovery. Like a white paper. Mm. Like a what? Is a, that a, a white paper? It, uh, I think oh. that's what we call it. A white yeah, like paper? A white, white, white paper. White? Like the color? Yeah. White, white paper? <laughs> yeah. So like a report, yeah? Uh, we have different... Okay. We have communications, we have reports that we do, we have reviews. I got a picture of like one of the ones that I did. I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll let this down. So this is like uh, one of the first covers that I got uh, mm -hmm. when I was in grad school. It's a review on a biochemical pathway that I made a review on, which is basically a compilation of everyone else's discoveries on this mm -hmm. one subject, just put into one article that people could mm -hmm. reference if they wanted to have like the most up-to-date version well, it's outdated now. I'm sure someone's wrote another review mm. since, but just like this is the state of this biochemical pathway as of 2006 or 2010 mm. or 2014. Maybe something like that could be done for SE. And I know the avenues to get stuff like that published. Yeah. Um, it's did, weird did you guys that... see? I would really the... like it. <laughs> if you just want, oh, sorry guys, <laughs> oh, on the on the Facebook group group, Graham Poulter is actually busy with that at the moment. There's there's a, a manual for SE specifically. It's yeah. completely not disconnected from the manual for creating APS, but it's more focused on you know how to how you do SE. Mm. That's on the SE website, and Graham is actually updating it at the moment. And uh, he asked for for support if, if any of you two might be interested. All cool. right. I think so it would be cool if, if you got involved, dude. Yeah, Ty, only, go for it. The only thing that I'm worried about is people are very honorific with regards to text and text mm -hmm. unlike internet or video is not a living document that can update itself very quickly and i've talked to and you guys have seen i've talked to people who when they have a book and that says this is what street epistemology is they're like this is what the book says this is the only thing that it can be because mm -hmm. it says so in this mm -hmm. book we've dealt with people like that before yes. and it's and that's runs the entire gamut of things that books have been written on people will stick to a certain piece of literature and say, well, this is where the term was first used, therefore this is the only thing it can be. Um, I mm. think it's beneficial actually to have it as a video in a sense. And if you were to do a review, I'd be really open to like a group video compilation of mm. like, this is SE maybe as it's evolved and this mm. is what it is now. I think more people can see it, more people can digest it. And it's good yep. to have the visual feedback rather than an interpretive feedback of what the person saying in text, just seeing it one-on-one -on -one and seeing the tone of the conversation, the changes mm -hmm. in body language yeah. in real time could be really helpful. I think the format should benefit the kind of thing that we're talking about. And I think video is really great for that. Mm. I completely agree with you. I think this, my need for it to be a book is something that I've just, it's like, it's that thing. It's that I have somewhere that same biasy that um, other people have that, well, if, 
what was the latest document. Right. <laughs> Even though I know it's silly, but I, I would be lying if I didn't say it. Uh, like if somebody asks me about SE, mm. I kind of feel like I'm withholding information if I don't mention Mm. Um, a manual for creating atheists, even though I know it's outdated now. I, I know yeah. this for a, like for a fact. <laughs> if anything, if you were going to go through the efforts of writing another book or like participating in someone else's writing another book, hopefully you can suggest to them in a in a really strong sense that this this thing that we're trying to define is not going to be the final definition for it, and it's free to change and evolve and get better and precise moving on. But maybe I think really... this is is like being done. I'm just I just haven't opened my mind to it. I can't really like see it. I haven't looked at it enough because there is this blog and there are these like texts being written all the time, videos being made. And <clears throat> Anthony, who I think is like a really good um, like clear practitioner of the method, like in a way where um, his uh, experimentation is much more subtle. Uh, yeah, and his um, like learning SE videos are really clear and good, and they have like. Uh, and he's made those learn, like learning SE videos and all that. Mm. I'm sorry, I just get right. this. Okay, I, I, but I'm think... getting off the topic of the book because I'm I'm leaving. I'm ditching the book. No, <laughs> I, I think I think if I met if I had a chance to meet Peter Bogosian or Anthony Magnabosco mm. and they were in two different rooms at the same time, I'd go to the Anthony talk because I feel like he's far yeah. more a demonstrated mm. practitioner of street epistemology than this guy who wrote a book. Mm. I and think Peter will probably tell you to go to Anthony's room. <laughs> yeah. Peter's actually a pretty cool dude. So I'm like, mm -hmm. the question of where's the best way that I can learn how to get better at this? And I find like watching someone do it is better than reading a book on someone telling me how I should do it. Right. Okay. Um, um, yeah. I think. Chuck the book. Almost a problem we've got at the moment is. You actually bought the book, though. Nice on you. <laughs> actually, I got this one from Anthony. So. Oh, look at you! I couldn't. Wow. Did I he sign it? Not. Uh, Anthony didn't, but Peter did. Oh, oh wow. Awesome. I got it from Anthony when I met him in, in Norway. That's amazing. Did you a book that Peter Bogosian signed for him? That's amazing. That's so yeah. cool. I and had to write I'll... a blog to get that, damn it. And, and actually, in all honesty, I had bought the book <laughs> before that. I had it with me to Norway. And then uh, Anthony was like, hey, Linda, here's a signed copy of, of the book if you want it. And, uh, and I was like, oh, but I've already got one. So, you know, you can give it to somebody else. And he's like, no, but you give your book to somebody else. You can pay it okay. like... And I was like, all right, I pay it forward. So actually that later that evening, I ran back to my hotel to get my own book to give it to a girl who was at the table who was interested in the method. Oh, um, wow. So there is like fun stuff connected to this book, but I just That's really hate that. Ben, isn't it weird how when Linda says, I actually ran back to my hotel, like, you know, she means she actually ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Because yeah, I wanted to do it under 15 like, minutes. Because that's, that's not a good. euphemism. She literally did that. Like when you hear that from her, it's like, yeah, I, I can imagine you doing that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get that book. I, I timed it I actually. <laughs> I did it in less than seven minutes. There, Sonia, I could do it. So I have a, I have another engagement that I need to get to. Do you want to like? Do you want to close in like 10 minutes or so? Sure. Yeah, yeah that sure. could be good. I, I had one point that I really wanted to say. Um, uh, um, oh, but I did that. It was the whole freeway thing. Great. I don't have any more feedback then. Okay. okay. One more thing I'd, I'd like yeah. to talk about. Okay. Um, if I love, I love everything Reed does, but something I've noticed is he's awesome. And he's something, so I, but something I've noticed in his videos 
especially when it comes to like a certain personality usually people are more drawn into like esoteric beliefs new age type of stuff they get very annoyed with the questions it's 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 almost as if they they're kind of they find this way of of thinking about things a skeptic point of of uh, or world view to be offensive and they become very very defensive mm. um and exactly what you did in your video is the best best way to to kind of um disarm that to go and just repeat something back that they say or agree with something they said just break that tension it's just so so effective yeah. sure um, yeah I, if you guys notice in that video, before I really began the essay in earnest, where I'm asking questions, just listening, I like to establish a common ground. And I find there's really cool ways to interrupt people. One way that I like to interrupt people is the rephrase, and where I say, would you mind if I could just repeat back what you just said? Because a lot of people love hearing themselves. And if you're saying something, even if it's with their own words, they'll stop talking just to listen to you. And another way that I do is the... Uh, I don't like to say but when I interrupt, but I will say I agree with you and because even if I only partially agree with them, that stops them and allows me to get participation in the conversation. And I, and I make sure I time the I agree with you to make sure that I'm only agreeing with mm. a certain part that I agree with. So like if she's saying like, I think women are great and I'll be like, I agree with you and I also think that men are pretty cool too, don't you think? And then I'll be like, oh yeah, men are pretty awesome as well. But that's a great way of then saying, <laughs> I agree with you, but men are also cool. Like when you throw in that but, people get like, contradiction also i never say interrupt when i'm saying i'd like to interrupt you mm. people hate that word and i've used that once before and it's like man i can't like i rewatched the video and i'm like whoa look at the change in the body language so they were like yeah i was like can i interrupt you like <laughs> in a second and i'm like whoa that one word is like a bomb you drop that so you yeah. so i so i always avoid but and i always avoid interrupt and i always like to establish a common ground though good way of doing that is when you're responding to a question always reference something about you first before you go to your deeper SE levels. So like if someone says, hey, listen, uh, my pastor always says that everything's true and I believe him for that. And I'll be like, instead of addressing that head on, I'll be like, oh yeah, I had a pastor too. He was really great. Um, I think I loved his jokes and uh, I loved his skinny jeans. He, he talked in skinny jeans, isn't that weird? So like, are you saying that you always agree with your professor, your pastor with regardless of whatever he says? Like I find like just throwing something on me and then going back is a good push pull and keeps us from redlining all the way down to the lower depths of their beliefs and actually mm. gives us time for both of us to breathe a little bit and get to a lower level each time. And I know it sounds silly, but like I found that that style has been so effective for me personally. And I think yeah. every single person has a different style. And I'm totally fine with that. Everyone's a different person too. So we're all going to mm. find our better facets. But any tips that I can find that I can throw out, I'm happy to mm. throw them out too. Yeah, and they've been so helpful already. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, just uh, when you did the essay on me last time we had the study group, man, that has mm. been so beneficial. Just me being a part of it and you not even telling me that you were doing it. And then afterwards going, so Linda, did you feel like you were interrupted? I was like, no. <laughs> I felt like you were all like, oh, Linda, your ideas are so interesting. Um, so you mean this and this and this, and you interrupt me a whole lot. And when I watch it back, <laughs> Yes, like, like that's what I need to learn how to do. And it's like great to have that experience um, because I was also, I was kind of like worried that maybe SE isn't nice for everybody. But mm -hmm. at least from being SE'd by you, I'm like, that was like the 
highlight of my day. Like somebody was actually listening to me and asking <laughs> questions about it. I uh, think anyone who loves being listened to, essays for them. And for the people mm. who probably don't like being listened to, maybe it won't work for them. But mm. any every I think deep down everyone loves to be listened to. I think that's a thing. Who doesn't want to be heard? And exactly. I've, I've really, I really found that, um, especially women I talk to, they really find the, the, the experience to be very positive. They're always smiling at the end. If I ask them, you know, what do you think about this? They're very happy. It's kind of sad because don't you get that in your day-to-day -day life? I, I would really, really <laughs> like to be that. But uh, on your point on um, kind of putting your, your, a bit of yourself, you know, just diffusing it and giving a, your own perspective. The one thing I'm worried about and, and why I'm kind of hesitant to do it, I'm so afraid of biasing the conversation. And Ooh. yeah, like and in and, and the previous video you posted, it was awesome. I loved when you when you spoke to uh, the girl and told her, listen, you need to get into STEM. STEM needs more women. That was great. Sure. But a friend who was not into like this, the scientific right. skeptical point of view like immediately yeah, and, and she looks at you and she's like, this guy is trying to get my friend into STEM and now I need to justify my belief to this guy who's like a super skeptic. And that already made, I don't think it, maybe in that conversation a bit, but it has it definitely has the potential to make that person either uncomfortable or at least feel that they need to uh, give answers in a specific way that, mm. that fits what they think you want to hear. Sure, absolutely. I think... Uh, because of the area that I work in, I'm so used. It's a sausage party. <laughs> <laughs> My boss is a lady, and that's cool. But like, it's very much male dominated, male oriented, oh, and like you, sausage. By the way, oh, 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 Ben, get sausage. All right. So, um, but the thing is, when I would, when I have a belief that isn't so much like a claim, but it's like, oh man, there's a kid here and I want to like put him, I want to like show that I care about this person. And like, mm. one of the ways I could do it is like, listen, both of you guys are smart. If you don't want to get into STEM, that's fine, but it doesn't necessarily have to just be a profession. It could be a hobby. It could be something yeah. you guys can contribute to. Keep the door open. And that's all I was trying to say, like by the end of the talk, I thought both of them were great. And I think even the girl who was like more of the liberal minded, more poetic sense, she was teaching me things. There was the part, there was literally parts of that conversation where I'm like, "What is happening? Truth? What is like systemic truth? Like these are things mm. that I'm, I feel unequipped to answer." And then through the three of us working on it, I felt like, "Oh, so it means that? Okay, cool. What do you mean?" But when you said, "I get it now," like I legitimately learned so much through that conversation. And Emma and Katie, I remember their names. If mm. I ever see them again, that'd be great. And if they go to school here, yeah. I'd be really happy for it. And if they go into STEM, I'd be way happier. <laughs> to be in STEM, everyone needs to be in STEM. Who wants to learn basket weaving in college? You're getting it's it's a racket. Learn something <laughs> useful, or or go home and. Be I love that, but I loved that conversation. I remember I was smiling from ear to ear Absolutely. because it was, was so beautiful. supportive. Um, for also I'm tired of people throwing out Schrodinger's cat at me every single time I try to show them like two states. I'm like, ooh, we got to talk about that for a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> I think it was great. And I think the whole um, encouraging towards um, STEM was worth the risk of uh, putting your bias in the <laughs> in the conversation. I think it was worth it. I think I girls think... need to hear that it's a great yeah. thing that you're, you know, you have talent I in, agree. in those areas.
I agree. Ben, I would say bias is a lot like salt. Like, if you don't have any of it at all, whatever you put out is pretty bland, you know? But it's yeah. good to have just a little bit just to spice it up. It makes it, it, it makes it even more palatable to the person that you're talking to, to know that you're not trying to hide an agenda, that you're not a robot, that you actually are a person that's talking. Yeah. And if it's something positive, like I think going to STEM is positive, mm-hmm. throw that salt on. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, take that little top off and just shake it on your hand. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Nice and salty. Mm. Cool. I'm going to try cool. that. How do you guys feel about closing down? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, 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 let's back at the lock. Ben, I, it's a three-person lock. Ben, Ben, you need to get in here. Oh, All right. Let's go. Score, everybody. We got Tyrone with nachos, super curious with Snickers. I think he called me out on that. Yes. Ben with the accent covered jerky. Okay. <laughs> super curious with sweet tart. I think I threw that out, but you called tart. You did call tart. I'll give you the tart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's Chance then started with a roll. He called out Whopper. No one said anything. Do you guys know where Whoppers are? Oh, uh, yeah. I do. I, do. I should have gotten that one. Okay, okay. And then I also, yeah, and then I addressed uh, Super Curious with. You have the Skittles to make it happen. No one said anything after that. I'm like, whoa. Oh, the, the Skittles? Did you say Skittles? I said you have the Skittles to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I Everyone just heard Skittles. Quiet. Oh, <laughs> then Super Curious said supersize me, and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, is that a reference specifically to a junk food, or is that a franchise? And I, in the process of thinking it out, the timer went up. And then she's like, I call it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Then of course, Mil- Super Size Me is McDonald's. I think everybody knows that. Everyone knows Super Size Me. <laughs> yeah. Milkshake, Ben on the board. I think the scores are. 3 3 2 is my count. 3 3 2. Is that right? Okay, 3 3 2. Ben Not bad. One for calling, calling Tyon sausage. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 3 3 3. We're <laughs> We're all champions! Yay! We're all champions, my friends. All right. Like I said, fun games, and it's really great that we can get together and and take this time to really critique each other. I think this was a really positive conversation, and this is, like, something that we should definitely have more often. Like, uh, there should should definitely be, like, a, a, a network of people that you can rely on for critical feedback where you know they're not they're coming from a place where they really want to see you genuinely improve and this has been a great time thank you guys for mm. participating in this yeah and i'd like to thank uh, you tyrone for the energy and for kind of like the uh, amazing um what's the the energy with which you um do se and contact us and um like, I love that I can, like, rant off on chat with you because uh, before you, I didn't really feel I could do that anyway. I would rant off and people just wouldn't answer. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're not into those long chat thingies then. And then with you, it was like, oh, cat pictures and blah, 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 and all that stuff in between. And then there's, like, really, really good, um, helpful SE uh, tips and feedback and all that, which I think is really valuable. And thank you, Ben, for your um also getting into the chat thingy and um all that oh cool so i just want to say thank you guys it's it's, i don't know if you guys have seen but there's there's a couple of ac channels that started up and then just kind of played out and i really think this is is so important to keep 
keep us motivated, you know, engage in a community, build a community. So the more we can do of this, it's just great. It's perfect. We need mm -hmm. to keep it up. I got two weird requests. One, uh, Linda, are you recording? Is anyone recording? Yes, I'm recording. Sweet. Uh, I'm fine if you post this. You, ben, are you cool with this as well? Absolutely. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I think it'd be cool if you had this on your channel. I think it'd be good reference mm. to get back to. And then uh, second, we should have a closeout statement that we give out. And I like Ben's idea of we are rubber and glue. <laughs> you want to have that? What does that mean? Does it mean like we're, we're flexible and we're flexible? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever heard that, that little um, skit that kids do? I'm rubber, you are glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Oh, no, I haven't heard that. No. Oh, you've got a gap in your education. Oh, <laughs> like moving <laughs> around. <laughs> yes, you're too world-traveled. Yeah. So, so we can end it on, I am rubber and glue, and then disconnect. We all good? Okay. Cool. All right, three, two, one. I am rubber, I'm and, rubber glue. and glue. Peace. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, everybody. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.